Amen. Amen. Um, if uh, I would understand if you didn't bring a Bible um, out here today, and uh, you might not want to get it wet, but if you did, or if you want to open up in your smartphone, or however you want to access the Word, and you just want to make sure, or if you want to jot it down so you can go back later, uh, make sure everything I say today checks out. That wouldn't offend me in the least. We're going to look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And we'll be looking at verses 5 through 13 this morning. Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 13. Again, uh, I would like to say, as you're getting ready to hear the word there, uh, thank you so much for being here. And um, this is a, a year we'll always remember. Um, at least I hope it'll stand out to us. I hope we don't have rain every year. And uh, But thank you. I know, it's, um, I know it's inconvenient to be in the rain, but what a sweetness there is in us all being gathered here together and uh, hearing the word of the Lord together, even, even in the rain. And as Larry said, it is certainly beautiful and peaceful. Um, I want you to uh, hear the word of the Lord this morning. If you would like to, if you're able to, why don't you stand with me out of reverence for the reading of the words of our God. Paul writes, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in such a way that as the words on this page are being read, God Himself is speaking to us, beginning in verse 5. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's pray together. O oh Lord, I ask You if You would, to bless this time of worship today. Bless the efforts that we put forth during Reach Week. And oh God, I pray that every one of us here today would be reminded that the Word is near us in our hearts and in our minds. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Um, when I was a little boy, I had my retirement plan worked out already. I knew it. I had it. I slowly but surely made the investment. Um, I knew that what I was investing in had an appreciating value. I'd, I'd seen the way that people had made lots of money um, by investing in this. And yet, Beanie Babies went bust. I wasn't into Beanie Babies. I didn't care about them, but I'd heard 
that you could make a lot of money if you bought these things at the right time. And so some years ago, my retirement was sold in a yard sale in Boaz, Alabama. <laughs> my plans did not go the way I thought they would. A lot of us think a lot about our future. I think the last two years of our lives have led a lot of us to think a lot about the future because I know this, 2018, 2019, the, this was not the future that I was planning on the last couple of years. I don't think any of us have felt like the COVID crisis is what we were expecting or planning on. It's, it's simply put a lot of us into thinking about what our future might look like. It, it's pressed us to think about things we wouldn't have thought about um, before. And yet I'll also say, even without COVID or without any other things that have happened in the world recently, I think all of us nonetheless sometimes find ourselves thinking about the future, um, thinking about what life will look like when we retire, or how we'll handle this, or how we'll handle that. Many of us think about what kind of world our children are going to grow up in, and what sort of world our grandchildren are going to grow up in. Many of us I know, many of us I know, think about what happens after our children grow up, and Lord willing, after our grandchildren grow up. And hopefully by God's grace after we retire. One day when we all go to meet the Lord, many of us think about our future. What will things be like when we die? When we pass away? We face our own mortality in that way. What if I told you this morning that there was a plan for your future that was guaranteed? That's not to say you'd never be fearful again. That's not to say that you'd never worry again. That's not to say that if you were to take part of this plan right now, that your life would be perfect when you left here today. As if you just all your worries and troubles were washed away by the rain as you left and went to your car and went home today. Certainly that's not the case. But I can tell you, you can have sure hope. You can have a guaranteed future. And though you might worry some, though you might struggle some, I want you to know that there is a plan for your future that's guaranteed it can give you a surety of faith and hope, not only in this life, but the life to come. We preach at First Baptist Church of Gadsden. We preach, we believe, we confess good news. That's what the word gospel means. We believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. And we came out here in the rain today to talk about good news. I'm not going to put you through all this and give you bad news in a cheeseburger. We're going to have... We're going to talk about good news today, okay? Good news. I, I want to show you simply three things from this text of Scripture about a guaranteed future you can have through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Three things that you can gain. You can gain when you gain Jesus, if you embrace Him by faith. Here's the first truth I want you to know, and the first thing I want you to hear. It's this. Your striving can cease. Your striving can cease. Do you ever come home at the end of the day and uh, fall down into your chair and think, I am exhausted? I do sometimes. Uh, and maybe it's from work, maybe it's from life or whatever else. But I'll tell you this, more and more and more when I talk to people, um, people who are young, people who are old, they're not talking about a physical tiredness, but I hear over and over people saying, I am just 
exhausted. I'm fatigued in my soul. And I'm going to tell you something. I've never seen anything wear anybody out quite like trying to earn love will wear somebody out. And some of you may have grown up in a home where you felt like you had to earn your parents' love. Some of you may have been in relationships or marriages over the years where you felt like you had to earn your significant other's love. Many of you still feel like you're maybe an outcast in society or people just don't care about you or love you and you feel like you need to earn people's love. Or maybe the worst of all, you still live like or you still believe or you still think that you need to earn God's love. That you need to strive. I ask you this question, are you trying to live your life and are you trying to earn favor with God? Are you tired from trying to earn God's favor by doing better? Listen to what Paul says, quoting Moses in the Old Testament. Notice what he says. He says, Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law. That is, for those of you who are trying to earn God's favor by doing good works, you're trying to have a righteousness that's based on the law. And notice what it says, the person who does the commandments shall live by them. I wonder if that's why you're tired. But let me ask you this question. If you're trying to live by the law, are you doing it? Are you doing as well as you wish you were? Are you exhausted by trying? Are you ready to go to the Lord today and say, look, Lord, here's my record on the Ten Commandments. Here's how well I've done. Or even worse, Lord, here's my record on the Sermon on the Mount, on the things that Jesus said were righteous before you. This is how I've done. Are you ready to live by the law? Are you ready to die by the law? I'll tell you this, I'm the pastor at this church, and I'm not ready for that. I can't live by the law. I can't do all that God's required. Now, you may have sectioned it off and said, well, the ones I feel like really matter the most, I've done such a good job with. But I ask you this question, are you really ready? Are you trying to live by doing better? Are you not exhausted by it? Are are you even keeping the law like you think you're keeping the law? But what if I told you this? What if I told you that your righteousness doesn't have to be based on your works? It doesn't have to be based on your law-keeping. Your righteousness, your perfect standing before God, your justification, your perfect legal standing before the Lord that you're trying so hard to earn, you can receive it by faith, by simply trusting in Jesus. Notice what Paul says. He goes back to Deuteronomy and he quotes Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 34, when he says this. He says, the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. That means you don't have to say in your heart, okay, who's going to go to heaven and get salvation for us from Christ? It's not like here today where we're like, okay, we've run out of chairs. All right, who's going to go get the chairs? All right, who's going to go get the food? All right, who's going to go do this? Who's going to do? We don't have to figure those things out. Jesus came to us. And then he goes on and quotes Deuteronomy again. and says, you also don't have to say, who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. We don't have to say who's going to go on a journey to the depths of the earth to bring Jesus back from the dead. There's good news today. Your striving can cease because the work of the gospel has already been achieved for you. Jesus Himself came down from heaven. As the hymn says, from heaven He came and sought her. 
talking about his bride, the church. He came from heaven. He died. He died on your behalf. He's already descended into the abyss, and he rose from the dead. The work that you're so desperately working for is already done. You can receive it by faith. Don't you see what verse 8 says? What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Some of you may be seekers. Some of you may be out searching for the Lord. I understand that. The Bible says, though, Paul says elsewhere in the book of Acts, you may be groping in the darkness for the Lord, but He's closer than you think He is. And today you might just grab hold of Him because the Word is near you. You can stop looking for it. You can stop searching. You can stop striving. You can have the righteousness that's wearing you out to try to work for. You can have it by faith. Your striving can cease. But second of all, your heart can be changed. Your heart can be changed. Do y'all like to go on vacation from time to time? I like, I like to take a break from time to time. I, I typically take Fridays off as well. Um, a weekday off a week, and I'm usually off on Fridays. Um, but I bet you know the feeling on your off day or on vacation where it takes you a day or two to get used to not working. You know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you know what I mean? I don't know about you, but like on my first couple days of vacation, I've got a little bit of a, a low, just a low-grade fever of guilt. Like, I need to be doing something besides this. You know, Whitney says I'm the worst on the first two days of vacation. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe the rest of it, too. She only tells me about the first two days. But uh, she says, you know, Matt, you're so uptight and you're so frustrated. And I've thought about that a lot. I think a lot of it is just trying to sort of come off of working so hard. And some of you might feel that way right now. <laughs> Righteousness by grace through faith sounds wonderful, you might say to me. This, this sounds like great news, but you don't know what my heart's like. You don't know how hard it is for me to stop this. I've spent my whole life, you might say, believing that if I'm not good enough, God won't love me. And you just expect me overnight just to change the way I think? Your heart can be changed. Jesus, by His Spirit, can change your heart. He, he says He will give you rest. You see what verses 9 and 10 say? He says, this is true because, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the, dead, from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. It's as simple as that. You know what? You don't have to be weaned off works today. You don't have to have it all figured out today. I, I've, I've been a Christian for well over a decade, almost two decades, and I'm still weaning my being weaned off works by the grace of God. Every Christian here, we've been preaching through Galatians on Sunday mornings, and every week I hear two or three testimonies of someone saying, I, I'm having a fresh experience of the grace of God and the fact that I'm not saved by works. It takes time, but right now your heart can be changed today. You don't have to get it all fixed. You don't have to be perfect today. You don't have to clean it up more today. All you have to do today is... Believe in your heart 
that God raised Jesus from the dead. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, does it mean that you just say it out loud necessarily? What Paul's saying is you have an inward transformation that you verbalize out loud, confessing and saying, Jesus is Lord of my life, recognizing the truth of the gospel. By faith, you trust Him. And the Bible says if you do that, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Not if you decide all of a sudden you feel like you can't work anymore or you feel like you're going to finally do it right or you feel like you've got it all cleaned up or you feel like this or you thought... No. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that He died on the cross for your sins, that He raised from the dead, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you look to the Lord and you put your faith in Him, you will be saved. Receive the good news of Jesus Christ. With the heart you believe and you're justified. That is all that you've been striving for in just a, a moment when you believe. All that you've been striving for, all that you've been longing for, all the love, all the righteousness that you long for before God, boom. In a moment you believe and you are justified. And then with the mouth you confess and you're saved. You can be transformed by the grace of Jesus today. Today. And then finally, your future, your future can be secure. You can cease striving. You can be transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ. Your heart can be changed. And finally, your future can be secure. You may be hanging on to something for your future right now that's worth no more than a garbage sack full of Beanie Babies for your future. What good are your works before a perfectly holy God? That, that sounds awful of me to say, doesn't it? But I want you to hear it for the peace and joy that it can provide for you if you trust in Him, if you believe in Him, you will not be put to shame. And over and over and over again, I've heard testimonies from people who spent lots of time in church who say, I'm so ashamed that I've not been saved already. Or I'm so ashamed that what I was hoping for in the future has not come to fruition. Or I am so ashamed about how I used my life in the past but notice what the Bible says in verse 11. Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. And you may be like me at 11 years old trying to explain to all my friends why I was buying Beanie Babies of all things in the world. It's not a cool thing for an 11-year-old guy to buy. But I then later was put to shame because they weren't worth what I even paid for. But if you believe in Jesus... If you put your trust and your faith in Jesus, you will never be put to shame. You can come to Him today. You can put your trust in Him today and your plans for the future are secure. Whatever works you're holding out for, whatever hope you're holding out for, that's something other than the Gospel, they will put you to shame. You will be let down by them. You will finally suffer because of them. But in trusting in Jesus finally and fully, my friends, 
you will never be put to shame. Everyone can be saved. Everyone can be saved. Notice what the Bible says. There's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. There's not a single category of human who does not have to come. That's Jew, Gentile. It doesn't matter what race you are, what ethnicity you are, what side of town you grew up in, what sort of background you have. It doesn't matter. There's nobody, nobody, nobody who would call on the name of the Lord who He would cast out or turn away. Nobody. There's no shame in coming to Jesus. Your future can be secure. Everyone can be saved. But finally, let me say this to you. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You can be saved, but if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. It's right here in the Bible. Verse 13. It might sound too good to be true to you, but notice what the Bible says. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But pastor, you don't know my sins. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But pastor, I don't think I'm really the kind of person who's fit for church. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But pastor, I don't think I agree with you or your church on every single issue in the world. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord through the gospel of Jesus Christ will be saved. Do you want to stop striving? Do you want your heart to be changed? Do you want to have sure, firm, clear hope for the future? Look to Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord. Call out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe today as you've heard the Gospel sung and you've heard the impact of the Gospel shared from Elisha and you've heard the Gospel preached, you felt the warmth of faith rising in your heart and you want to believe, you want to be saved. All I know to tell you today is that if you believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you believe the Gospel, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I believe you will be saved. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I hope today that you know that that's the truth. And I hope today if you need to respond to the Lord, that you will. We're going to have just a few moments of invitation today. If you need someone to talk to, or someone to pray with you, I'll be just standing right here waiting on you I'm going to ask Lana if she would to play just some quiet music for you to pray. And then um, we'll enjoy a little bit of a time of invitation here. And then I'll, I'll, after this prayer, I want to invite you to come. Let's pray together.